I'm Kathleen Goldhar, and I'm the host of a new podcast, Crime Story. Every week, we bring you a different crime, told by the storyteller who knows it best. You got one witness who can't be found. You got another witness who's murdered. We couldn't sugarcoat the story. I was getting calls from Cosby's attorney threatening to sue every day. Every crime in one way or another is a reflection of who we are as a people, as a city, as a country. Find us wherever you get your podcasts. This is a CBC Podcast. As we're recording this right now, you have a little IV, so which is so on brand for both of us. We pod and IV at the same time. I'm really embarrassing myself right here. People want to ask about IVs. I love an IV. I'm an early IV adopter. Glutathione, I, I love to have in an IV. Kind of a random, more fringy one. Phosphatidylcholine, that's my favorite IV when I can find them. They're quite hard to find. Yeah. And those make me feel so good. But this today, just because I was flying, I have just a bag of good old-fashioned vitamins. Maybe it's not surprising that Gwyneth Paltrow is taking her good old-fashioned vitamins through an intravenous tube. She is not alone, as it turns out. Stars like Harry Styles, various Kardashians have been photographed with an IV drip, and clinics offering this service are popping up in cities across Canada, including this one in Toronto. Uh, my name's Tracy Sekolovsky. I'm the owner of Midtown Med Spa. Uh, we do uh, many vitamin drips here. We mix them ourselves. So we have a, a conversation with a client. We find out exactly what they're needing and we go make the drip. People are looking for energy. We want to make sure we get all the bees in them. Um, we're looking at immune boost, beauty boost, just your, you know, having glowier skin. We want to load them up with vitamin C, uh, cold preventions, um, calcium, magnesium, not sleeping well. They kind of, they go together, those two, um, you, you want to inject those together. So um, zinc, another immune boost. All the Bs, we do the B5, B6, B complex, B12. We just stick all the Bs in there. We don't typically like give one over the other. We just give them all. Now, if someone comes to me and says, my B level's been high, my B12, we'll leave B12 out. So if we know these answers, um, we'll do that. But a lot of these vitamins are water soluble, so you will pee them out. So the, uh, what we give is safe stuff. I'm not really offering anything here that's going to be detrimental as far as overdoing it because you'll pee out what your body doesn't absorb. I became a nurse in 1993. I did cardiac for a year and then um, ended up going into emergency. Let's do this one on Laurel when she comes in. This one here? Yeah. yeah. So usually we would put the tubing in first, to, like you said, to prime this yeah. with clear fluid. That's okay. package and I'll put some gloves on so this is the tubing and then you want to clamp it here a little ASMR <laughs> and then you just let the fluid flow through Usually just let a couple drops out and then close it off so this is our lounge here so there's our three um, recliners. Everyone loves it when they come up here. They're just like, we usually shut the lights off and put a little mood light on and get them a tea and they never want to go home. A lot of people want to prevent illness, not wait till you're ill to fix. That's why when I say my people are healthy and that's why they come in, well, that's the whole point. You don't want to wait till you're unhealthy and then start thinking about this. You want to do it to stay healthy. We don't get a lot of big groups, but I have had actually businesses come in and hold meetings. At one point, 
it was pretty regular every month four men would come in and sit up in the lounge and they'd all sit up there and have a tea and on their computers well they drift and then I've had where it's a group of girls coming in who are going up to a stagette and they're doing pre-hangover drips because they're going to be out all night and they don't want to be hungover the next day. So whatever, to each their own. I, I don't lecture. I just try to help. Hi. Hi. Where would you like me to sit? Wherever you pick a okay. chair. Uh, my name is Laurel Neal and I'm a client here at Midtown Med Spa. I come here probably, I'd say every couple of months. I'm a vegetarian and I'm an athlete and I really want to stay hydrated. So for all of those reasons, the hydration as well as the vitamin supplements that I take aren't as effective as when I get it with an IV. I'd say by the time it's done, I start to feel, um, I want to say more relaxed. I don't know. It's a relaxing feeling in my, but in, in my whole body. And then within, I'd say a couple of hours, energized. Uh, definitely uh, the hydration, I feel, because I'm going to the washroom a lot more, and it's a good thing. Uh, I just feel hydrated, and uh, I often, w the next couple of days, I sleep well. The next couple of nights, I have a good sleep as well. So energy, sleep, skin, and just my organs feel like they're functioning better. Bernie Garrett is a professor of nursing at the University of British Columbia. He's also a nephrology nurse practitioner. He's been listening along. Bernie, good morning. Good morning. What do you make of the popularity of these IV therapy clinics, people going in for, for drips? You see these clinics in communities across the country. What do you make of that? Well, it's an interesting trend, um, uh, something we've been looking at for the last 10 or possibly even 15 years now um, here in BC, as well as across Canada. And basically, it's a health scam. It, it's about a good example of fake wellness medicine, as you can find. And most of these clinics operated by people who don't really seem to understand how the kidneys work. That's some pretty blunt language. Let's uh, go through some of this. You say it's a scam. Why would you call it a scam? Well, we study health deception here, and the health scams uh, are something that uh, particularly crop up in a variety of forms. And this is just another example of one. For example, what these clinics do, it's, it's a pretty well standardized practice now in the wellness industry, uh, as myself and my colleague, um, Tib Caulfield and Blake Murdoch from the Health Law Institute in Alberta have been looking at. Basically, you find a substance that causes an illness when in deficit, something that you're lacking that could cause make you unwell. And then you sell it to people who don't need it under the guise of wellness. And then thirdly, what you do is you use something high tech to market it. And in this case, that's the IV. So we see this in a lot of different areas. And th these IV clinics are just the latest example of that. Is there any evidence that pumping a saline solution or vitamins straight into your veins would allow your body to absorb it better and faster? Um, no, unfortunately, there isn't. There's a, there's a lot of work being done on this. And uh, particularly going back 20 or 30 years where it was thought that large doses of vitamin C given intravenously could improve health uh, and outcomes in cancer and various other things. But unfortunately, we found with numerous studies that it doesn't work. What happens is 95% of this is flushed out the body by the kidneys within a few hours. And there's no demonstrated health benefits would outweigh the risks of having an IV involved, which is quite a serious thing to do. 
Um, that, as we saw it, I think in that clip, the IVs have even been promoted for hangover cures mm-hmm. um, for and at stag parties. And this trend's nothing to do with healthcare, and it's everything to do with making money. Grab your VIP pass. We're delving into the secretive world of Formula One. Behind the scenes with two of the sport's biggest names, Mercedes and Williams. This is not coal mining, this is Formula One motor racing. As they build their new cars. We want to be so much further ahead. We're in permanent racing mode. And face shocking headlines. Here's Lewis Hamilton moving away from Mercedes. I'm Joseph Fiennes and this is F1, back at base. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. What about hydration? Um, We can come back to the hangover cures in a moment, but if you feel as though you perhaps aren't drinking enough water, maybe as we heard, um, the person who was in the clinic is an athlete and worries about hydration. If you get on the drip, is that going to improve your hydration to a degree that it would improve your overall health? Um, not in any necessary way that you couldn't do orally. And this this is the thing. Um, intravenous therapy isn't a procedure to be taken lightly. It involves direct and unnatural access to the circulatory system. And therefore, we only use it in medicine and healthcare for very serious issues when we can't deliver drugs or fluids effectively to the body by other means. Um, and these people could quite easily gain the same benefits by drinking or taking supplements orally if that's what they want to do. Taking it by IV engages a number of serious risks. And yet, we'll talk about the risks in a moment, but we just heard from that client. She says that she feels better when when she takes this solution, when she is on the drip, as she says. What what would account for that? Well, if you've just spent $300 uh, and to go and get an IV and uh, had a a large amount of fluid involved over in a very pleasant environment, I'm sure you would feel better. Um, You probably gain the same thing by um, going and drinking something and uh, having a relaxing time with friends. It's its really the placebo effect we're talking about here. The hangover cures, is there any evidence that if somebody has um, been out the night before and perhaps you know had a little bit too much, that this is something either to stave off the hangover or perhaps for, prevent the hangover from happening at all? Well, we do know that hydration can help with uh, hangovers because alcohol tends to um, in- cause what we call diuresis or fluid loss. As, as people know, if you drink too much, you, you tend to uh, spend a lot of time peeing. And so any type of hydration that can help with that, but giving it IV again is unnecessary. You could just drink plenty of water and that's just as uh, likely to have the same results and it doesn't involve all the risks of having an IV. Just to be clear, I mean, again, beyond sort of drinking, you know, gallons of water, um, we heard Gwyneth Paltrow at the beginning talking about, you know, antioxidants, this idea that perhaps it could slow down the aging process, the glutathione that she takes. Is there, you're suggesting there's no evidence that any of that is helping in a material way? Uh, not at all. It's, it's all bunk. And in short, glutathione has shown benefits in cystic fibrosis and AIDS patients who have decreased glutathione in the intestine. Uh, and it's also shown some benefits, I think, in inflammatory conditions such as ulcerative colitis and Crohn's. But it's not really very well studied. And at this point, I wouldn't recommend anyone taking glutathione. If you're healthy, your body would produce an adequate amount of this uh, uh, antioxidant. Um, there's absolutely no reason to go and uh, have an IV and top it up. So again, this is the case of marketing, not science. People are spending a lot of money on these products. You mentioned $300. It can go up even higher than that. Who do you think is, is taking this approach to well-being? 
Yeah, well, it's interesting. I think you mentioned Gwyneth Paltrow, and and, and that probably says it all. Um, basically, it's a fashion fad and a health fad, and, and at the moment, and um, the people who are doing it are the people with large disposable income um, and uh, who are susceptible to this sort of marketing. And uh, again, we've studied this, and it tends this sort of marketing is very often aimed at women um, and uh, younger adults. And so the benefits are always marketed to outweigh the, the risks, um, which are very much played down. So um, it seems quite appealing if you look at the, um, you know, the glamorous view of it. But the reality is it's a risky process. What are the risks? What are the risks of taking vitamins and supplements by IV? Well, there's there's a number of issues with that. For example, it's not just the placement of the cannula or starting the infusion, which is very easy to train people to do. Um, but um, there's a number of serious issues that you can go wrong with an intraceptive infusion. For example, you can have extravasation where the fluid leaks out and damages tissues, contamination of the fluids. That's a common one um, where you see people mixing their own. That's particularly at risk of contaminating fluids. Hemorrhage where you uh, accidentally needle the wrong artery um, instead of a vein. Phlebitis, which is tissue inflammation around the IV site, tissue and nerve damage from the needle. And of course, the most serious ones are anaphylactic shock and overdose of drug reactions and sepsis, which kill people every year. The clinic that we heard from at the beginning of our conversation is run by a registered nurse. Have a listen to what she said about managing the risks. We do a lot of medical um, treatments here as well. So as far as cosmetic stuff, so you have to have all your emergency stuff on site as well. Oxygen, um, IVs, just if you needed to do dextrose or something, uh, an EpiPen, things like that. So yes, we have all that stuff. We don't do anything real crazy around here it's not an emergency thing but like just today i had somebody who's a little fainty but that's about as urgent as things get here bernie garrett what do you make of of the assertion that it's not particularly risky people do get ivs for all sorts of things all the time right um, they do, but the, the difference is if you're having an IV in a hospital, we're only administering it because you absolutely need it. For example, if you've got uh, some sort of serious infection and you need intravenous antibiotics, we outweigh the the risk of giving the IV. It certainly outweighs the risk of you dying because you don't get the antibiotics. And that's the same with any IV therapy, whether it be for blood transfusion or you know, in a paramedic situation in an acute emergency where you've got hemorrhage and you need to give fluids in a, a rapid time frame. So there, the risk outweighs uh, the, of not having the IV, outweighs the risk of using it to gain direct access to the circulatory system. Here, this is being done for frivolous health reasons and uh, which aren't substantiated by science. Also, I'd say any nurse who's giving this uh, is acting without the client's best interests and also isn't maintaining public confidence in the nursing profession. So therefore, they're going against the code of conduct of nurses that are... Uh, specified by the Ontario uh, College of Nursing. What do you, what do you so, mean what do you mean by that that they're going against the code of conduct? The code of conduct is that uh, you don't sell fake medications and you act integrity in the client's best interest. This isn't acting in the client's best interest. This is acting in the provider's best interest to sell a product. So I would suggest anybody who comes across nurses giving this uh, file a complaint with the Ontario College of Nurses. Those are pretty serious allegations to make. Yeah, they are. And uh, it's a pretty serious business. So I would say anybody who's marketing this sort of uh, product is certainly putting patients at risk for not good reason. The clinic that you we know, went to was it was was overseen by a medical doctor and, and others are run by naturopaths. I guess these, these are regulated professions. And the reason that I mentioned that is because of the serious allegations that you're making. Shouldn't that be enough to ensure the safety of those who go in if, if the people who are overseeing it are ostensibly regulated? 
Well, that's the problem. Inevitably, when we see these sorts of clinics, they're privately run. They're not public health uh, provision. And so that is a serious problem. And uh, we've complained to regulators about it here in BC and other other provinces. And um, in many cases, the, the regulator does act, but um, unfortunately, not always. So we do have a problem with regulation as well, uh, allowing these sorts of services to flourish. We asked the College of Nurses of Ontario about their views on these clinics, and they told us we wouldn't restrict nurses from administering IV vitamin hydration infusions if they have the knowledge, skill, and judgment to do so competently. They also told us nurses are accountable for ensuring the treatment they provide is evidence-based. Are nurses, are they living up to their professional obligations? Uh, no, they're not. And uh, that's that's pretty crystal clear. And I think that that issue actually illustrates the problem with the uh, regulation and the colleges. The, unfortunately, we do see a lot of colleges act in the profession's interest, not necessarily the public's interest these days. And that, that seems to be a going problem as well. What change would you want to see? People are spending their own money on these procedures. They're going willingly. It's not like they're being forced to go and, and take the drip. So given that, what would you want to see? Well, uh, I think that's the argument. What sort of healthcare do we want in Canada? Do we want uh, free for all? You can buy anything um, on um, healthcare and there's no regulation, uh, meaningful regulation. Or do we want a system where people are protected from fake healthcare claims such as the ones being made by these clinics? Um, so I'd like to see better regulation. I would like to see these services stopped uh, in, for commercial you know, uh, wellness reasons and only IVs used where they are medically and um sort of necessary and justified in terms of risk, not for the sort of trendy fake wellness medicine. And for people who go and they want to feel better, they want to have more energy, they want to have better skin, they want to slow down the aging process, sleep better, what would you say to them? I'd say to them, well, look at the well-established, well you know, um, methods of doing that using um, conventional um, health promotion. Um, eat well, exercise, take fluids, look after your mental health. There are a huge number of these things which can be done, again, with good diet, and, um, fluid consumption and regular exercise, uh, rather than going having a needle stuck in your arm, which is a risky process. Bernie Garrett, we'll leave it there. Thank you very much. Thank you. Bernie Garrett is a professor of nursing at the University of British Columbia, also the author of The New Alchemists, The Rise of Deceptive Healthcare. For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.